your life was free. In the land of the free where the blacks enslave. Three-fifths of a man, I believe's the phrase. I'm 50% of Duce and it's dead free, yeah. 100% of Ace of Spade, worth half a beat, boo. Rock Nation, half of that, that's my piece. 100% of title to bust it up with my cheese, uh. Smokes, my niggas won't ever work together. You run a checker, but they never give you leverage. No red hat, don't Michael and Prince me, and yay. They separate you when you got Michael and Prince's DNA, uh. I ain't one of these house niggas you bought my house like a resort. My house bigger than yours, my spot. Hey, man, I hope y'all get the vibe of what's going on, man. It's one of those days. It's going to be a serious podcast, so stay tuned. Stick it with me. Um, Yeah, bro, I hope y'all enjoy. Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga Still nigga Still nigga I like that second one Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga Still nigga Still nigga OJ like We ain't one of them vibes, man. I feel like I done been. My eyes have been opened a little more. <laughs> My eyes have been opened a little bit. Um, Not like I've been sleeping, not realizing what's going on, but just gotten a, a wake-up call as of late. I feel like there's some things that need to be addressed, not only amongst me and my listeners, but amongst us as peers. Black, white, Asian, Rican, or like, let me say Latino, etc., whoever. It's a lot going on. It's a lot of confusion. It's a lot of opinions. But that's the way the world works. It's been like that for years. As we may know. Let me cut this down a little bit before they sue me. You know Marvin Gaye be on that crazy stuff. His estate. But. Scared nuts man. So I hope y'all catching the drift. With all these songs I'm playing. But. It's getting real out here, man.
Alright, 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 what's good, y'all? You are now tuned in to another episode of Best of Both Worlds. Shout out to my new listeners, old listeners, shout out to my fans, fam, fleh, friends and family, fans, everybody, don't, don't mock me. Uh, this episode will be a very deep episode, um, I got a lot to talk about. Uh, drew my inspiration from a couple interviews I was watching. One interview, the first interview that I actually... I heard it. My roommate was listening to it. It was Jesse. What is this man's last name? Uh, Jesse Coon is what he should be called. But uh, I think Jesse Patterson. What is this man's name? Jesse Patterson. That's who it is. Him and DC Young Fly had an interview. It's an old interview, but I'm just now seeing it. I heard my roommate playing it. So I went back to it and listened to it. Later last night, and then to follow that video up, I watched the Umar Johnson video or his interview with the Breakfast Club. So I'm gonna go ahead and knock off my traditional stuff, my traditional setup, and we're gonna jump right into it. Like I said, this episode is gonna be on the more serious end. I will try to lighten up a few a few times just to you know even things out. Keep it interesting. I don't want it to be boring. I don't want to worry anybody or leave people with the wrong intentions or whatever, especially with the first listeners. But it is what it is, man. I'm speaking from authenticity. I'm speaking from my view, my opinion. And I'm not here to steer you in a direction that I think is right because I think things are right for me because it's my opinion. It's what I see at my viewpoint on life. But I will be dropping a lot of things on here that you can take and... Just think about it. So I'm saying like you don't have to apply it, but you can like think about it or talk about it, spark conversation amongst your peers or amongst yourself and just really try to move with that in your head, with, with these things in your head. So I don't know. Just listen up. All right. So shout outs. Uh, I want to shout out my parents. Thank you all for raising me the way you all raised me. Um, I'm not conceited. I'm not cocky, but, you know, I know who I am. I know what I've done. I know who I, what I stand for. And I'm confident in myself, and I'm confident enough to say that you've raised an amazing young man, um, a soon-to-be very successful young man. Mark my words. Um, thank y'all for all the teachings, all the discipline. When I was bad, and y'all used to whoop me every day, like every day. It was not child abuse, so don't take that the wrong way. Y'all just y'all just live privileged life, so you would understand. But yeah, it was it was yeah. I appreciate y'all for everything. Appreciate y'all for continuing to support me and being there for me and not allowing me to live a life or not. No, not live a life, but not allowing me to leave home with the mindset of being privileged or, or being ignorant of what's going on and just feeling like my life is the standard and what how everybody should be. So thank you all for everything. Um, All the male figures I got in my life, all my mentors, all my uncles, my cousins. Shout out to all the women too. I'm not leaving y'all out. It's just, it's very important for a black male to grow up with prominent male figures in his life. Um, and I will talk a little bit about that whole concept of it takes a village in this episode. So shout out to y'all, man. Y'all know who y'all are. I don't want to leave nobody else. So I'm not going to say names. Um, all the successful and unsuccessful black people in my life. Shout out to y'all because y'all teach me what to do, what not to do. Y'all drop gems even if y'all don't know what's even if y'all don't know even if y'all haven't done right y'all drop gems that I can use and run with because y'all know what not to do 
And I look at your life and know what not to do. And for those that are successful, y'all tell me what not to do as well from your failures that help you succeed. You tell me what to do because you've gone there, but you tell me you don't tell me in a way that's like you have to do it this way. You give me avenues and options, and I appreciate y'all for that. So the next one, I want to uh, shout out all my allies, all my white folks that be rocking with me, that be rocking with us, Um, that even if you grew up in a privileged neighborhood or you grew up around or your own people and you've been ignorant to a lot of what's going on, but as you got older and as you started to experience things, you wisened up and seen what was going on and kind of reconstructed your intake on life. So that thing, you can help us progress. I shout out to y'all, yo. Shout out to all y'all. Even if you don't even put in an effort, just the fact that you're back there supporting us, backing us up. Even if, even if you're just telling us or instilling us confidence, like, yo, sh- you keep grinding. I-, I like what you're doing. Just the fact that it's, it, it, you're not making it black and white. Salute to y'all. Uh, And then last but not least, shout out to the good people with good hearts. I will talk about why. Um, I touched on this last one, but uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna do it now. So, in the pod, in the episode, the interview with Jesse. Oh, matter of fact, I'll just get to. It. I got Maya with me here. I meant to introduce her. Uh, she's here with me. Uh, but yeah, to get back on, in the interview with Jesse, uh, Jesse, uh, what's his last name? Peter, I just said, Jesse Peter Patterson, um, in DC on fly. He asked DC, like, I don't know, a question about how can, like, black people do better. Some, 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 wow, some in that ballpark. And DC responded with, like, the people, people that's holding us back, people that's going against us. And, like, we know who he's talking about when he say that. But the dude, he wanted him to say white people to target white people, and that's not the fact. The fact of the matter is, it's the people who are filled with hate. And that's what DC and Fly said, like, individuals who are filled with hate. And if you think about it, all throughout history, all wars start on hate. All wars start on the other civilization or other kind of people have what I want or have what I need and aren't willing to give it to me when I want it, how I want it. And we have more advanced weapons or we have... Something to give us an advantage So we're going to take over what they got And we're going to try to kill them off And just take it forcefully Um, Because people are willing to take compromises And and work things out That's just human nature So people who are filled with hate Fuck y'all Shout out to the people with good hearts That's good people who are just genuinely good And care about people And that got love Just full of love We got to love each other Hence why I played the song Unity By Queen Latifah We got to come together like whether it be black, white, whether it be Asian, Latino, whoever. You ain't going to get nowhere individually or sectioned off in little groups. It takes a unit. So the music I want to give y'all. Uh, throwback sleepers for whoever's not from New York. Yeah, I'm New York biased, but it is what it is. Get over it. Uh, movie by Sleepy Hollow. His intro to his last project, 2019. Uh, it's dope. I think that whole project is dope, but I, I like Sleepy Hollow. Some people may not like it, but it's real New Yorkish. Uh, got a real New York vibe, but it's what it is. And then the other one is Respect by Chef G, featuring uh, Sleepy Hollow. When they combine on tracks, whatever it is, it's always a bang. It's always a hit. So go check those two songs out. So we're going to jump right into it. Maya, we touched a little bit on it during breakfast. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I gave you a little debrief of what I watched and what they were talking about. So, you know, I may go over some of the same things or repeat myself, but I just just for you to speak on your input, your intake, how you feel about these things, and I'll go ahead and express myself. So, we're going to start with the Breakfast Club interview. <clears throat> Dr. Umar Johnson, like I said before, is, we can call him an activist, right? Um, but, like, one of the most, like, well known like he's he's known like umar you, you you hear his name a lot um and he's like supposed to be kin to frederick douglas so frederick douglas is his favorite activist but i think that's because he has like is in his bloodline or whatever yeah. i'm not sure what it is but that's what he says he says that that's his family or whatever and you know he touched on some very 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 interesting things in his interview but at the same time, he kind of contradicted himself um, in ways that I will explain. But it was like he had a lot of things that he said that were good. And he had a lot of things that he said that was just unacceptable. But that's his opinion. So I'm not going to tell him he's living wrong. I'm not going to tell him he's living right. I'm not going to say that. I should say I don't have any way to get in contact with him. But see what I'm saying? Like, right. I just wouldn't agree with those things, right? So first off, to start with the good things that he was saying, he said... Five things that are backbones to white supremacy, right? And, shoot, I just messed this whole thing up. Uh, he said, miseducation, um, mass incarceration, lack of access to wealth, and I put in parentheses, lack of knowledge of wealth, because there are plenty of wealthy black people, um, but I feel like as a whole, we just don't have the right like knowledge of how to maintain it. See what I'm saying? Like the dollar only lasts what what it said, like a day? A day in our community? Day, yeah. A or dollar only lasts like a couple a, hours like sixteen. Oh, hours. hours. They don't even la- a dollar doesn't even last for last a whole day in our community, right? So um lack of knowledge of of wealth or knowledge to wealth. Police brutality and gentrification. Right? So I agree with what he said here and it was interesting that he said that it's like if you think about what's keeping us back, right, in America, what's holding us back as as a culture, as all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it really are these five it is these five things. Like the education system, especially public schooling, is trash throughout the nation, right? And I come from a city where we have some of the worst public schooling in the nation. Um, and with that it's like it leads to so many things bad for our people, like not being able to get the proper education to move on. After 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 high school, not even being prepared for college, then not being prepared for life because you're so used to living that life of like, oh, I don't have to try, I don't have to put put forth effort, I could just skip class every day and still graduate, um, like do the minimum amount of work, and then go to into the real world where it's like you have to apply yourself, and then being black, you have to do ten times more than. I don't want to make it black and white, but that, let's just say the average individual, right? Um, yeah, average individual. Because if you if you think about doctors, surgeons, what they white, Asian, or Indian. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, let's just say average. I would say the average person, right? So, um, that's miseducation, mass incarceration. You already know the legal, the uh, judicial system, all that. Every all about every that whole section, <laughs> all of that, in my opinion. It's just it's messed up. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. Um, I feel like when we go in, right, it's like innocent until proven guilty is what they say. But with black people, we are guilty until proven innocent. 
Definitely, I've seen that. Yeah, and it's, uh, bro, it's just not right, right? But life ain't fair, right? So I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it's not fair. Like, oh, we're going to have to sit here and struggle for years. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Like, yeah, like, because, I mean, that's pretty much what it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's pretty much, it's it's just nonsense, right? So we, we can't sit here and be like, ah, oh, like, we know it's bad, so... We're just going to rock out. Like, ain't nothing we could do. It's definitely something we can do, right? Definitely. So, with that, and the rest of the other three, I'm not going to say them or repeat them, but, you know, it is what it is. So, when he listed these things, he said, Umar, I'm talking about Umar Johnson. When he listed these things, he said he doesn't vote for any candidates who don't prove or show that they have plans to correct those issues or at least decrease the the high percentage of the outcome of those issues i feel like that is a good stance so i'm saying like how you feel about that because i've been talking for a minute yeah and i want to go but like how you feel about <laughs> that though like? um i mean it's a good like viewpoint to come from mm-hmm. if he wants to because like throughout the years like basically like all of African American history is trying to get um equality and get rid of the like systematic racism and stuff mm-hmm. but like that stuff has been instilled in America's history for so long mm-hmm. like like laws and acts and stuff can't remove that from like mm-hmm. the hierarchy like the American society I guess like the people who run things like that's been part of their job almost but those five points are like super important let's see yeah I definitely the like fa- oh go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I just didn't want to have too much of a dry space in my yeah phone. the fact that he like no you can go ahead <laughs> <I can't think laughs> but right not now. like so what I was going to say to follow it up to like like I appreciate it because it really makes me think, right? Like, I've always been the person to kind of shy away from politics because I don't know much about all that stuff. Can you pass me that water? Um, I've never been the one to do research on, or, like, not be do research, but even pay attention to the news. I don't even watch the news, right? I turn the news notifications app off, or the app, the news app notifications, I turn that off on my phone. So I don't even get notifications to see what's going on. For the most mm-hmm. part, it's like, if I scroll down Instagram and see something on the shade room, or, like, if I hear something <laughs> at school, that's yeah. when I figure something out. But, like, I don't even know what's going on for the most part, right? But I do know, I do know, that like, when candidates are running for their position, right? A lot of times what they do... I'm having trouble connecting to the internet. Take a look at the help <laughs> section in your Alexa app. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, shut up, Alexa. So... <laughs> Uh, like I was saying, what I do know is when candidates run, a lot of things that they do, well, the main thing that they do is make promises. And Umar, after he listed those five things and why he says it's important for a candidate to show a plan, is because a promise ain't going to do nothing for us. You could promise a bunch of stuff. It ain't like, you could be like, oh, I have it on my mind, but I don't have a way I'm going to address it. I don't have a way that I'm going to approach this issue. So a plan is better because it's like at least you thought through 
a process. You have something laid out so I can work with you or we can work with you. You can ask people to put input. Go to the community, talk to some people, figure things out like what works for us, what works for y'all, what works for the legal system, what works for the physical. And if it can work, like, exactly. if they got money to fund it. like Ex- But they do. Yeah. There's money every... There's money every... Come on now. But, like, yeah, we are in debt, <laughs> but, like, there's money. We, there's definitely money. So, so yeah, that was interesting. And that was dope because it's like, we have to, as black people, we have to dig deeper and dive deeper when it comes to voting when it comes to how we promote or back some of these politicians because and it's just you you can't be blind you can't go into something blind you can't go into it not knowing what's going on or just be like oh democrat i'm with it because we got a history of following democrats right and he omar uh referenced this in an interview was like yo like black people are married to the Democratic Party. And I could definitely see that. Because growing up, I just naturally, like... I don't know. Whenever I thought Democrat, I, I associ- Democrat, I associated them with black people. Even going through... Maybe it was high school. Or maybe it was like school when they talked about history. And it came to the politics and the judicial system. I don't know. It just always was associated with black yeah. people. So I feel that. And I understand. And it's like... I know that there's people out there that's voting blindly, bro. That's just like, well... And that's for all people. That's my like, party. You can't just vote just because, like, that's your party. Like, you need mm-hmm. to look at, like, the morals, the, mm-hmm. like, just the good that, person yes. inside of you. Morals, and, like, right? Just look at that and vote for the right person. The Democratic Party, shaving the Republican Party, there a lot of what they do, like, what they are for, what they support or believe it's racist. It's not for our people. See what I'm saying? Like, I feel like we need an independent candidate to pop up that, like, actually has been, excuse me, actually has been, like, around, if not in the urban communities or in the community, have mm-hmm. people in their corner that can coach them through who are actually in the field. Because, like, you need the input of the people. You need the people to be included. And majority of the people that's dealing with the issues is us. Yeah. Um, which I'm going to jump off that because I don't really know too much about politics and I don't want to get all deep and get lost and stuck in there. But uh, it was just a lot of factual things he said on there. I think y'all should definitely tune into our interview but he also said a lot of things that was just crazy and outlandish. And one of the first things that he that I wrote down, I don't think it was the first thing he said, but I wrote it down. Uh, he said, you cannot live a white, yo, you cannot live white and talk black. Meaning you cannot talk blacks. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I almost, almost went down the wrong path. Uh, that, that, like basically saying, you can't be an activist and be married to a white woman or a white male. You can't preach all these things, all these things about what we should do to improve as a community or talk about how we're struggling with this, struggling with that, but then get married to somebody that's not, that's, that's white. And I feel like 
That's crazy. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That's basically like you want to you want to combat all of our troubles with the same things that they did to put us in this position, right? They didn't want to it wasn't right to be with us, right? It wasn't right for a white male to marry a black woman. Yeah, they raped them and had kids, but that was rape. They wasn't using condoms. Shit gonna happen. But like, it wasn't right for them to marry us. It wasn't right for them to marry a white, a black man. It wasn't that's not right. So why would we use the same thing? Why would we combat hate with hate? You can't kill fire with fire. Yes. And then you say that he said he was a Christian too. Exactly like, right. Exactly right. So he's supposed to be a man of God. So he's just ignoring the part where he says all men are like. Yes, every we we yeah. we should all we should all be equal, basically, right? You're right. Um, we should all love, right? And I'm pretty sure he said plenty of times, like, "Oh, black people are the most." Cause everybody say this, black people are the most accepting people. We love everybody, but how? If you you can't, how you like? Okay, okay. If we can't preach black shit, being a white relationship, you can't preach unity, being against people, cause you're contradicting yourself. That's stupid. Right, so then, so I, I I wrote down. I'm like, how can you be? How can you call yourself a man of God and not accept a biracial relationship? But how can you be kin of Frederick Douglass and Frederick Douglass' second wife was white? Mm. You kin you kin <laughs> of someone, you're you're kin of someone who lived that life, and are bashing people of of this time that are doing that. So they mentioned that in the Breakfast Club, and this nigga was running circles around the question. Running mm-hmm. circles, trying to, like, like dick riding. That nigga was dick riding. I'm gonna say it, bro. Fuck it. This this podcast is gonna be explicit. Fuck it. This nigga was dick riding. Like, bro. Yeah, no, 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 no. Hit you. What y'all don't know is his first wife was black, and that don't erase the fact that his second wife was white. So you can't put that, sweep that under the rug, or accept that just because that's your family, that's your man's. <laughs> you dick riding, nigga. Go if you gonna go that way, go that way the whole way. Don't you can't do stuff like that. And that that goes for everybody, right? If you gonna run with something or you follow something, follow that shit the whole way. If somebody, if you're gonna be like, yo, bro, I'm not finna, I'm not finna, I'm I'm in the calf, right? I'm not finna throw food. Um, I'm not finna throw food on the floor because that's that's knucklehead behavior. I don't want my I don't want nobody to do that because that's knucklehead behavior, that's immature, that's not responsible, that's not respectful. But your man's do it, and you're like, oh, nah, nah, nah. He was just playing. It's all good. But he ain't clean the shit up. At the end of the day, he still did the same shit. So why the fuck is it acceptable? It's not. So then he said, uh, another thing that I agree with, right? To to, to get away from that, I'm not mad. I'm just passionate. Let's just say it, right? (laughs) So another thing he said, he said, he said, Latinos are black biologically but struggle accepting it psych- psychologically. And I definitely agree with that. Um, black biologically? So, Latinos are black biologically, but struggle accepting that psychologically. And that's true. Because if you do your history, right? I don't care what you believe with science, right? You could believe we all started in Africa. But if you don't, take slavery, right? Let's fast forward hundreds of years to slavery. These niggas was raping Everybody, all they slaves, mixing and matching people. They had, it was the Spaniards, like all the Europeans, right? You got all their cultures. 
they on they on the boats as this quote unquote slave masters, and they got the slaves raping these people, men and women. But let's just keep it the, the women, right? Raping the women, having kids with them, right? So bung, now I got a half and half African, let's just say Spaniard, right? So we gonna put them Mexico, but we gonna teach them Spanish. Y'all gonna speak Spanish? Y'all gonna speak our language? Cause we was the y'all the first ones to be settled, right? I think it was those islands over there. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. It was the islands, the Caribbean islands. And then they're like Mexico and all that. That's where they like first, first kind of settled. And then they came back and put niggas on the East Coast of the U.S. But like, it started off where they was just mixing and matching. I'm going to rape this slave, do this and a third. Different cultures mixed. Boom, now you got Haitians that's white as hell and Haitians that's black as hell. Dominican Republic, them people from DR. You got super light ones and super dark ones. That's not by coincidence. We talked about that today, actually, in my history... 130 class mm -hmm. like about when the Spaniards came over and then like having babies and then like mixing the races and how they had like like pure Spaniards and then a tier below that is like Spaniard mix and then like it just kept getting like more mixed and more mixed exactly like, Creole and and like that that's exactly. like exactly what we talked about today exactly really cool. it's a fact it's a fact yeah it's a historic fact a psych a, uh, a scientific fact a, a logical fact all of if you put the pieces together it, it fits right so here's my problem right latinos struggle psychologically accepting that fact and with that it's like a like no nah, i can't say a lot of them but a lot of people that i've met that are latino who disagree like oh i'm not black i'm not this and the third will say that until they deal with a lot of the same issues that we go through and then it's like oh okay okay let's come together because now we can relate no fuck that <laughs> Fuck that! Like I, we, we, I try. Like I'm not saying don't accept them or don't like let them back over, but just like don't like you, like you, you can't tell what you white. What is you? And it's not a white black thing. Yeah, but then team. again, it's like, bro, like what you? And then it's and then like, somebody could disagree. debate. Somebody can debate and be like, all right, well, if you mix with white, that make you white. No, 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 no. They already set the uh. uh it was a law or something. I don't know if it was a law or if it was like an act. It was something crazy where they was like, like 16. even a, a, a small percentage of black. Any percent of black, 16th. you're black. If you're 16th like, ancestor, mm -hmm. if one of them were black, then you're black. Like, even if you right. look white as hell. Like, right. So, y'all did that to yourself. <laughs> but nah, so, in my opinion, Latinos are black. You can go ahead and, because you, you said you disagree. Go ahead and rock go. I disagree with the part where you say they struggle psychologically to understand that because like i wouldn't say understand but accept except to accept it um that they're black but like the water. yeah like i i understand that like biologically they might be black or like have that in them but like as a culture and as like how they're raised different language different mm -hmm. um traditions like spaniard traditions mm -hmm. um and like that culture wise they're not black like because as we say nope that's black no that's black. but like with the black culture like when what's you think not of black that, about it's like what's African not and like what's not black about the way that their the rhythm what's not black about their rhythm what's not black about style. how they how they move their hips. <laughs> white people don't got rhythm. It's a different white people style. don't come on. Man. All, you could you could look, they... you could do the hip, you could do the research yourself. You could do the research yourself. 
Okay. When they but when they brought because you gotta think about it. You gotta think about black. it. They picked up they have African culture in mixed in their culture. Okay. Haitians. Are Haitians black? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> you you would say yes, right? You would say a Haitian is black. Right. Is any other cultures do they do the same thing we do as black people in America? I don't know. <laughs> Are Jamaicans black? Yes. <laughs> do they do a lot of the same stuff we do? Isn't their culture a little different? We do a lot of stuff they do because America likes to take stuff from people. Dude, you you just proved my <laughs> point. You just yo. But the, all right, so 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 look, right? Okay, we got Africans. Think about it like this, right? <laughs> Africans. There's Africans now. Right. They black. Mm-hmm. They whole setup and all that shit is different from us. Mm-hmm. But they have their states or countries in Africa. We're taken over by some of the Europeans, so I mean things are gonna be different, but still they have traditional things from Africa that they still have and that they hold that they held on to okay. that we don't have because we've been Americanized. That don't make them not black. That don't make us not black. Okay. So help me understand the Latino part. Like It's the same thing. Just how you said, right? Okay. They was taking some of the Spanish culture. They still have a lot of their African culture. African instruments, African music, it just was fused. With another culture. They never got rid of their stuff. They just fused it. Okay. The same way that they was fusing their they, they, they genes. Yeah. Bong, bong. It came together. I get that now. But I don't think they struggle. <laughs> Psychologically. It's not like, all of them. It's like not all of them. But I, there's a lot. People not educated about that part of it. Like. Okay. Like that's accepting facts. that. So ignorant. And like. Yeah. Okay. That's fact. In a whole circle. They can't like put those together. And be like okay with that. That's facts. Because they they just want to be themselves, you know. Okay. Yeah. That's facts. So I'll move on from that. All right. Um. <laughs> uh, there was another point that I wanted to get about or get on. Um, well, we talked about uh like politics and all that too. I want to backtrack a little bit. I'm not encouraging y'all not to vote. Just if you do vote. Really do the research and make sure everything's everything lines up to what you want and expect. And if it don't, don't vote. Your choice is your don't. choice. Don't just vote off of names and ignorance and party. Um, say something about Obama. Or is that the other interview? Obama. Oh, that was the uh, that same interview. You think we should go over it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like, know too much about yeah, like yeah, yeah yeah that's not it's just your short yeah I, I should do some research when I come back next episode right, but yeah. it is what it is so I'm gonna not skip down but get back to a point that we should have canceled no I'm gonna tie this together actually so when we talked when we talked about like just that whole part about us being being from different cultures mm-hmm. and having different traditions but still being black right we should strive to create unity not only just within ourselves but with everybody, right? So one of the most not one of the most things, but something that makes me extremely, extremely happy is when I'm able to see a group of like best friends when you got a person from almost every background. You got an Indian friend, Asian, black, white. Mm-hmm. And they get together, they probably grew up together. I'm not sure what the background is, but they you could tell there's love. I like to see that, right? It's genuine. And some of their families may not even accept that, but they're going against the grain to bring that together. So they're reversing their family's opinions and all that because mm-hmm. when they have kids, their kids not going to vibe with what the family say because it's the parents that can control that. 
So that yeah. that's going to lead to generation after generation of more unity and more unity. And I feel like, like I said before, like we have to come together to make difference, differences or changes before we, before we can actually progress. And that's, like I said, it ain't just black and white. So that's black people, white people, Asian, Latino, etc. Even with black people amongst ourselves, we should strive to come back together like, there's a lot of times when you see, cause you you know, bruh, it's black people and it's niggas. You know it's some ignorant black people out there, but just don't just don't treat them like nothing. You know what I mean? Like don't be that bougie black that's like, ah, oh, well, he ignorant, so I I'm better than them. I don't really want to rock with them because this that, and the third. Like, you can give them gems, and there's a lot that they can teach you. They probably went through stuff <laughs> yeah you know you don't know what yeah. their story is trauma exactly. struggle just everything mm-hmm. there's much plenty of things that they could have went through um supporting so so we're supporting right and these are just suggestions these, i'm not saying these are things that y'all should do just suggestions just something to put in your mind so y'all like oh like i wonder how would i be able to support without being like Yo, let me post this on Instagram. I'm doing this, that, and third for the community. Because that's not really doing it out of love. That's just doing it for attention. That's not really... Mm. That's not real. And who cares, like, what you're doing? Just do it. You know what I'm saying? Don't do it for a while and then, oh, I'm going to post it. Ah, ah, I'm getting all these likes, I'm, all these views. I don't and like stop. that. Because, like, all these famous people or, like, rappers or something, they go to a homeless person and give them, like, mm-hmm. something, like, big, but, like, they got their dude recording it, and it's right, like, bro, right. look, I just did this for him. Like, stop. Like, I don't I don't know. Because, like, it's good to see. Mm-hmm. It's good to let people know that you're doing that. But, like, it it just looks like they're just doing it I to feel be like, like, look, I'm doing this. There should be, like, a caption or something where, like, yo, um, I'm encouraging y'all to take action. And then like, post I'm it. That's it. You only had to put a long paragraph. Yeah. I'm encouraging y'all to take action. Boom. Post a video. Because think about pre-record, right? Hey, yo, I'm mm-hmm. about to get this man's... Get your camera ready. Da, da, da. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's cheesy. That's yeah, corny that's as hell. That's what I don't like. That's corny like as... That. Yo, yo, get your camera ready. I'm finna get this man a sandwich. I'm finna get this man a drink. Uh, give him a couple of dollars. I gotta post this on Instagram. Because, yeah. one, you had to talk to your mans to get him ready. To prep him to record. Two, after y'all record, y'all gotta go back and make sure everything clean. Watch the video over. Like it's just corny. It's corny to me. Before he left his house, it's corny. It's corny to me. It's it's just not real, right? But there are a bunch of people who do it, and sometimes they can't avoid the cameras because they're celebrities at the end of the day. So sometimes they do things like people just around with cameras and like, yo, so and so is here doing this, like trying to get clout. But like, they may genuinely be like, bro, like I don't want this to be a big thing. Like I'm just doing this. Mm -hmm. But so, uh. Some things that I, I had listed, uh, and a couple of these just like for for the average person, some of these are for like people who are who have power, uh, wealth, etc. So first off, I have supporting HBCUs, um, and that I put in in, in uh, quotes black millionaires. For the black millionaires, I encourage y'all to support HBCUs. Make some college funds or some, some like some scholarships. Don't just give out money. Definitely don't just mm-hmm. do that. But if you're going like either put it directly into the school or make a scholarship or something dedicated yeah, you to can run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause like one thing that Umar Johnson said in his interview, he was like, Yo, 
um, what a lot of people was doing, and they mean well, is just the, the ignorance, right? A lot of people are like, yo, I'm gonna put these, to put this money in these PWIs, and I'm doing this on a third for students, but like, you still giving money to PWIs. Mm-hmm. You still, you know what I'm saying? Because we look at America looking for ways to shut down these HBCUs. They either gentrifying them or they trying to shut them down. There's there's a couple HBCUs that's that's predominantly white, which is that's crazy. Really? What's the name? <laughs> uh, we was just talking about this in English. He said the name of them too. I forgot, but there's a couple HBCUs that's predominantly white. Yeah, can you look that up for me, please? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then um, th- even uh. Even Howard, their white population is going up. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be coming to the schools. It's just like, damn, like, but can we get some more minorities more in the school? Like, yeah. these schools are dedicated to help our people get educated. You see what I'm saying? Like, get them opportunities. Let's keep helping them. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be biased or be like, like, yo, y'all can't rock out at our schools. But, like, can we can we do something about that? Like, something. Uh, another thing for people who have... A lot of resources. <laughs> if you're opening up schools, high schools and elementary schools, etc., I recommend that you do independent schools. Uh, I took this from Umar. I'm a rock with it. Uh, if you open up a charter school, public school, some of that nature, the state has control over your school. Let's say I open up a high school, right? Ninth through twelfth. Or or however y'all do it, eighth through twelfth, whatever, right? That means I'm I'm obligated to have a feeder school because I don't have an elementary school. So those feeder schools, which are probably going to be majority public schools, those schools aren't teaching kids the right things, the right stuff. They're not preparing them for the curriculum that you have and set in your independent school or in, in your school, right? Because I'm pretty sure you're gonna make the curriculum good and and make sure everything in there is right so that the kids can actually learn, right? So what the state will do is. Your grades and your test scores ain't good. So they're going to tell you, you got a couple years or however many years to get your grades up. And then they're going to be like, yo, we're going to shut your school down because y'all ain't producing well enough. But the thing is, y'all actually are doing what's right for the kids, doing what's good for the kids, what's best for the kids. The fact is, these kids are coming from schools that where they're not learning nothing. They're not really doing anything improving at all. So they come in your school, damn near drop dead dumb. And you trying to jam a bunch of information they had. I could speak to that. I went to a private school my eighth grade year. I was coming from a, a city school. And it was, it, my, the city school I was coming from was considered to be one of the best city schools in my city. Man, I go to the private school. I went from learning. Compared to what we was learning, it pretty much I was learning fifth grade material and went to learning junior, junior year material. In eighth grade, no lie. All the stuff I learned in high school all the way up till even senior year, it was stuff that I learned in eighth grade. That's how crazy like the work was and the curriculum was. So I went from learning nothing to learning that. It's not my fault that I was just ignorant. I didn't know, like I wasn't prepared. It was what well, kind of was my fault because I was lazy. But still, like I just wasn't ready mentally. I wasn't ready to do that workload to 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 study. To I, I wasn't ready to. I didn't have that and for the same information that some of these kids had because they were coming from from. Uh, private middle schools and elementary schools before that. So they were ready. I was coming from a city school. They didn't teach you nothing. So that's going to be the same thing if you open up a school that's a public school or a charter school. But the state has control over it. So if you're not doing good with these kids that's coming from not learning nothing, 
And they're going to shut your school down. So I recommend y'all do independent school, something where you have full control over your school, or at least enough so that they can't shut your school down for that. And they try to do, oh, you're not leveraging your finances right, so they're going to shut it down. Nah, open up a school and do it what's best for you and what's do what's best for these kids because these kids need it. Um, You found it? Yeah. Uh, these two, both in West Virginia, Bluefield State College mm-hmm. and West Virginia State College. These State are both University. HBCUs. 60.8% white and 85.1% white. That, right. Those, that's, 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 you converted an HBCU to a PWI, yeah. a, a predominantly white institution. That's crazy. The two most, those are two predominantly white HBCUs. That's great. <laughs> so, it, so here's my... So, uh, so to, go, to get back what I was on with, like, giving y'all suggestions, right? Here's another thing that I think we all should do. Youth, old people, adults, middle-aged people, all y'all. When you see black kids or see... Nah, fuck that. When you see any kid, support them. You know what I'm saying? Give them some, some sort of, like, uh, motivation or something. Just say something brief. That's it. But with black kids, you definitely should target these kids and tell them, yo, son... Not son, but like just listen, yeah. like yo. Don't say son. Yeah, yeah, don't don't call him son. But like yo, you're gonna be successful. That's it. You don't even gotta say nothing crazy. You're gonna be successful. You have potential. You'll be great. You'll do great in life. You have a lot in store for you. Things like that. Just and talking that to them and telling them can change that kid's life. Like honestly, I can tell. Like, I can tell you this. Still believes in me. Exactly. Like, exactly. That's what I'm about to say. That's what I'm about to say. I can tell yeah. from experience, right? I come from a city where mad people know my pops, right? But I don't know all the people that know my pops. So people will walk up to me and I'm not know I don't know who they is. I don't know what the relation none of that is. They won't even address me as Brock's son or Lil Brock or whatever they would call me. They just like, yo, um, how you doing? They know who I am, but they trying to play it off. Yo, how you doing? Da-da. Yo, you're gonna be great. You're gonna be successful this time and third, right? That changes my whole perspective on life of myself. That gives me confidence. That makes me approach school different, life different, etc. Being told that multiple times has helped me over the years with my confidence in myself and being able to tell myself, like, yo, I know I'm going to do good. I got a story. Okay, um, one of my professors the other day said that um, his school actually did this, like, like, sort of a research thing. But they took five, it was like a middle school, five eighth graders and, like, gave them, like, a little after school program and said, you five are the best, are, like, the top in like this grade mm. so and then they also took a teacher and said you're like our best teacher and had the teacher teach those kids and their grades like improved like from the beginning of the year to the end of the year to where they actually were the top five but like they felt they also took another group of five and another teacher and told them the same thing mm-hmm. but like really they're like lower end like middle side of like their class but mm-hmm. they told them this like all throughout the year and like instilled that in them and it like rose up their their grades and like that's basically saying like the more you tell a kid that like they're good they're gonna make it like mm-hmm. like you are like super intelligent and you can do this mm-hmm. the more they're gonna like believe that mm-hmm. like on every test you're gonna be like yeah I got this I'm smart like I remember I've I've practiced I've studied and stuff like mm-hmm. words can go a long way that's maybe. a fact because it, it, it starts to trigger the mind to think and put pictures and images to put repetition in your mind. Because when you mm-hmm. think over and over and you think like, yo, I'm going to be successful. And you start to tell yourself that mentally. 
like, the universe going to respond. Yeah. Whatever you believe, yeah. the universe going to respond. God going to respond. You going to respond. Whatever you believe, whatever you think is what's going to happen, it's going to happen. Just because the simple fact you have it in your mind, you're telling yourself that. People are telling you that, and that's encouraging that. And it's making those 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 bells and whistles flow. Uh, Next thing I suggest, steering kids in the right direction instead of saying no. So a lot of times what we do, right? And I could speak to a lot of black mothers that I know and grow up around. When your kid's doing something they ain't got no business doing or just anything, even as a little kid when they about to get hurt or whatever, that we instantly go. And I'm not saying this is going to be an overnight switch. Just try. Okay, just try. Telling your kids, no, 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 don't do that. You can't do that. Da, da, da. If you tell a kid, you can't do that. No, don't do that. The fact that you, it's not the fact that you're telling them not to do something to protect them or to help them from doing that. It's just that the repetition of those words is the same thing as telling the kid I'm, you'll be successful, right? Mm-hmm. They'll start to have that mentality is like, yo, I can't do it. I can't do it. Telling themselves, I can't. No. Telling them, doubting themselves, going against themselves. And then just psychologically, that, that just, it steers a kid in the wrong direction. So let's, tr- let's work on, instead of saying no, just be like, Hey, yo, yo, that's not the best thing. I suggest you do this. And with little kids, I know it's going to be more challenging. But, like, I don't know. There's another way. I know there's another way. I got to talk to my uncle about it because he does something like that. But there's another way. Like, like, hey, hey, I think you want to do this. Or, hey, hey, I think you should play with this. I think you should touch fiddle with this. Or give just something different than just, no, no, don't do that. You can't do that because it's just repetition of that is crazy. Yeah. That, That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's something I learned when I was little. Me and my dad was talking about it. I think my uncle, when he started having kids, um, shout out Uncle Isaac. Isaac, shout out to you, bro. Um, I'm gonna have you on the next, not next, but I have you on the uh, upcoming episode that I plan for you. But shout out to you. Um, when he started having kids, one of his things was like, yo, I'm not gonna curse around my kids and I'm not gonna tell my kids no. Um, it might not have been him actually. No, yes, it was. <laughs> It was Isaac. Isaac, yo, even if it wasn't you, bro, take credit, bro. I know people listening. Uh, yeah, bro, but it was like, I'm not telling my kids, no, I'm going to like, hey, yo, instead you should do this or let's think about this or let's, you know what I'm saying? And with that too, because I know a lot of people, right? If something don't work out or if something not going good, they think that's the only way to do it. They don't think of other avenues to take, other ways to approach the same issue or other ways to fix the same problem or to, to do things and handle situations. So... It's just it's it's a lot of benefits that come out of that. Um, another thing. Create healthier interactions amongst one another. Like I said, there's ignorant black people and there's, you know, the good ones. When we interact with each other, we shouldn't look at each other like, mm, like it's a competition, like crabs in a barrel. That's what we do a lot amongst our people. Uh, yo, catty females. I can't say all females, but there are catty females out here that do that. There's even guys that do that. Like, oh, he's shining. He got all the shorties on him. Ah, I'm a hate. It's like, bruh, encourage that person to do better. And then that person will start giving you love, showing you love. You're going to start getting the same things. and You shouldn't even want materialistic things. That shouldn't even be what, what you consider to be a good state. Um, Our whole judgment on that stuff is wrong, too, but... That's a whole other story. <laughs> so I think inter- interaction. Damn, we fifty more minutes already. Oh, uh, sheesh. Yeah, whatever. So, uh, interactions that we have amongst each other should definitely improve, and then improve our 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 presentation. Social media, the 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 black platforms of social media. We gotta. 
I don't, I don't know. Like, let's kind of overshadow a lot of the nonsense we got with some better things. Not saying just knock it off completely because a lot of that stuff just be comedy. But it's yeah. we understand it because that's our world. But other people don't look in and they look at it like, oh, that's so ratchet. That's this and the third. But like, it's comedy. You know what I mean? Like, it's that's what we, but we're different. And we're, we're unique and we're good in that way. So let's try to like overpower some of that stuff with some better things and just change our image. Let's encourage our young dudes and our young males and females to dress up on a regular, right? So a lot of times, like, when kids, like, okay, let's say you go to school and wear uniform. Um, nah, that's going to be tough. Not them kids. Let's say you go to a school. You got kids that go to a school where there's no, there's no dress code. Every day they're trying, to, trying their best to have the best fit on to look good. Because you know how, how high school is with the pressures and all that peer pressure and just not wanting to be that kid to get picked on. Encourage your kids to have days where they dress up. Where they have days that's like, oh, let's think about, let's call this business professional or 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 interview there. So something something to encourage the kids to be like, yo, I want to dress good now so that when it comes time, I don't have to adjust. So that I know what fits for me, what works for me, what my style is. So that I'm comfortable in my own skin and in my own clothes to look this way. Um, A lot of kids don't know how to tie ties. A lot of kids don't know how to properly tailor their clothes. They, a lot of people don't even know what tailors are. A lot of people don't know what the dress code is for business casual. Uh, What's the other one? It's business casual, there's business professional. A lot of people don't know the difference between the two. A lot of people don't know that you can't go to job interviews in jeans. A lot of people don't know that you can't show up to career fairs in jeans. Like you can, but that's not, that's not really acceptable. That's not a good look for us. And it's always us. It's mainly us whenever that happens, right? Because with the white person... They have more privilege, right? So they can go up to uh, an organization with a polo and jeans on and look like still they're wearing casual stuff. But that's because there's, you know, that psychological thing. It's America, so you know how that goes. But that's the only other thing. I'm not going to get into that. But you know what I'm saying? We got to dress like we already got the job. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We got to go in confident, too. Mm -hmm. Like. That's dressed like you already got the job. That is perfect. <laughs> yes, that's perfect. So, right? So, right. So, think about it like this. Why have your kid only think, like, I'm going to dress up when I have to instead of I'm going to dress up when I mm -hmm. want to? Because it's like, damn, I got to get a job, but they making me dress up. Like, I'm going to go into it like, I already know, man. They probably looking for this. They probably don't even want you to dress up. But I'm going to dress up anyway because I feel comfortable yeah. doing this. And I know that's better for me to present myself that way to impress that person or that, that, that organization or company. Um, oh, that sounds so nasty coming off. my to impress that. Ooh, because I'm, I mean, you know, you already know me. I heard me in previous episodes, man. I'm not really with all that. Like, I don't know. For me, that's just like borderline slavery. Like, oh, let me make sure master accept me and how I come to work and do this. Let me make sure I keep master happy so I can hold my job down. That's how I see it. But that's me. But still, no. everybody has like everybody has to. You know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah, gotta work. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't have a job, but I don't know. It's just some of that stuff to be bugging me out. All right. So those are all the suggestions that I have for that. Um. Supporting black businesses, I think that we should do better with that. Uh, we think that because we just like, hey, yo, bruh, it's this new brand, bruh, black owned. You should go check their gear out. That's enough. Even if they stuff expensive, bruh, go ahead and purchase an item. One go thing, ahead just and one just like, one thing <laughs> even if it's the cheapest just throw some money up even if you don't purchase nothing just yo here's five dollars in my cash app to the organization here's ten dollars i'm gonna do this i did that with my uh my uh my homegirl her brand i, I just was like yo let me send you i, I just got a paycheck i just got this i got cash bro 
let me just here five dollars, ten dollars, blah blah blah. Cause I understand what it's like to have a business and like actually go through that grind and try to make it work. Um, especially being a black business, like it's just, it's different for us, right? So with us, we'll go out and buy the expensive belts and then buy all the expensive coats and all that stuff because they got a name slapped on it. But when it's our people doing stuff that's actually good quality, that's original. So even if it's like the the hair products and facial products, all that stuff, skin products. Yeah. Or natural. That can be as just as good as even better the name brand you spend in two hundred dollars for. Even better. Even better. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy this face cream for sixty dollars because it's supposed to get rid of my acne. You put it on, you got more acne. <laughs> Your skin yeah. breaking out. Your skin extra dry. All these side effects. And then a black owned business. Yo, we are gonna give you this product all natural for fifteen. Why is fifteen dollars for that box? I could go to the store and get me a five dollar bottle, but you ain't getting the five. You buying the sixty one. Mm-hmm. What you complaining about? Why are you complaining? It's it's a lot we could do better. It's a lot we could do better. So we've been and, and listen. I'm gonna jump to the other. Uh, I'm gonna jump to the other interview. So the other interview was DC Young Fly with Jesse Patterson. Um, little background: Jesse Patterson is from Alabama. Keep that in mind when I go over on with this, bro. Jesse Peterson Patterson is from Alabama, a black dude from Alabama. He even said himself he grew up on a on a plantation. He old as hell, so he I'm saying he was around long enough. Like it was it wasn't like slave plantation, but he grew up on a plantation. Right. So when Jesse was referring to Trump, he referred to him as the Great White Hope. This is a black dude mm. from Alabama. The Great White Hope. What do you think about that? How, how would I look? How? When you first like said it over breakfast, I thought it was like, like maybe it's a joke or something. Like he was. I thought that too. Like, when he first said <laughs> like it, I thought White it was Hope. a joke. Like, what does that mean? Like maybe it's a joke, but I thought he was. He was dead serious. He's dead serious. He kept the whole time. He never said Trump. Great White Hope. Only time he said Trump was when he was like, "Who the hell is Great White Hope?" That's what DC, that's what DC, uh, yeah. Young Fly said. He was like, yo, that's Trump. And after that, he just kept addressing him as the great mm-hmm. white hope. Okay, where, where's the punchline? Like, <laughs> Crazy. No, this dude. So, the dude Jesse, I want to talk about this interview because the dude Jesse was just way out of pocket with a lot of things he was saying. Jesse is a black dude who talks like a privileged, racist, old white dude. He's like, black people, black mothers cannot raise kids alone. And listen, 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 listen. I don't think the best choice is to have them raise them alone, but I'm not going to say they can't. They definitely can. I know a lot of successful people who come from single parent homes, single mothers, single fathers, whatever. It, It can happen. We are incredible people, very, very powerful people. We can make things happen. Um. And shout out to all y'all single mothers out there that's making it happen, that's holding it down, being a mother and father for y'all kids. He said, it's, it's, it's impossible for that for a kid to come out successful. Is it possible for a kid to be at least decent coming from a single parent home? He said, what did he say? He, he was calling Trump the great white hope and was praising all these white politicians and saying how they was the greatest thing that happened to America in over 100 years. He agrees with everything that Trump says. Sound like a Confederate flag flyer. Crazy, right? And it was like, so how do you agree with everything he said? But all the times he was 
talking crazy about our people, about just minorities in general. You agree with that stuff too? Because just like Omar Johnson with the whole don't date white people, you can't fight for the, the, the thing on one side and then be like, ah, nah, you get some leeway over here because I, I, you know what I mean? That's how I feel. If you're going to go with it, you're going to go with it. You're going to get in the pool, you're going to jump in. You ain't putting your toe in. So, what else was he saying, man? He was just saying a bunch of stuff. Another thing he said, he said Christianity is the best religion that anybody can have. He basically was talking from a stance where it's like whatever he thinks is correct. Whatever he thinks is the way it should be and, and that's nothing it. nothing else matters. Like me, I'm a Christian, right? Yeah. But I, I, I can accept other people, other people's beliefs, other people. If Even if you don't believe in anything, I can accept you because that's the way it should be. Not, I, I'm not going to say that's the way it should be as a Christian. That's the way it should be as a person, right? You should love and accept, right? Exactly. Even if you don't agree, you can still accept. Like Exactly. Exactly, right? And then it's like, you can't tell people what to believe. You can't tell people what to do. You can't tell people what's best for them. Because it's not you. Different circumstances, different traditions, different culture, different everything. Um, I still understand where he's coming from. <laughs> like, first with the single mother thing. And then claims to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. And... It's talking down on his people. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just like, stupid, ignorant. Another, I, I got an issue. I'm gonna just address this now. I got an issue with people who think everything is black and white. I got some friends that think that. I got some friends that's like, yo, everything, everything comes back to race. Everything is da 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 da. Everything comes back to love and hate. Everything mm-hmm. comes back to love and hate. If you... Of everything, yeah. Love and hate. That's it. Everything don't got to be black and white. That's the problem. It's a lot more people on this earth than just us. It's a lot more issues going on. It's a lot more going on in life. It ain't just us. It's... I don't know, bro. I just feel like we have to help our people try to progress together and try to spread more love with everybody, not even just us, with everybody, because we're lost. Um, spooky time and spooky hours. Um, it's a spooky time. <laughs> like, so I'm gonna shift over to um, another question, or not, not another question, but I'm gonna wrap this up soon. Uh, I'm gonna play some music at the end, kind of to ease up the vibe, because this this it's been real tense. Uh. And it's, it's it's getting high on time. There was a question in my English class where it said it was, would you let your significant other spend one night with someone who offered you 90 million? It was a show basically that the lady was like, yo, I'll give you 90 million dollars if you let me spend one night with your husband. Right. So this could be. Any anybody with your significant other uh, at this time, you can pause and speak to whoever's around you, or ask somebody when he appears later. Or if, remember that question, but I don't know. Kind of sparked a little debate. Um, oh, I broke my toe. That's why I was hurting. Not my toe, my toe now. Um. Uh, but yeah, would you allow your significant other to spend the night? Uh, 
for $90 million. So when this question was asked, hold on. When this question was asked, it got real tense in the class. Because there was a lot of people that was for it, a lot of people that was against it. It was a lot of people in the middle. It was just like, uh, I don't know. It was a lot, right? So it turned into, the reason why I brought this question, this question up is for y'all to, to spark the question or ask this question with your peers, but to open up your eyes to why I feel like it's a great thing for you to be financially independent. The class ended up turning into a, like a like an educational segment where me and my teacher was going back and forth educating the class on what it's like to what it's like to like be ignorant to what's go what you what like what's going on right so it was basically like yo somebody said I'm not letting my significant other be a prostitute if you think about it a lot of these jobs. You a prostitute. Mm. Your boss is your pimp. I'm. Let me think about. Let me, let me let me put it like this, right? For the sports heads, a basketball team, an NBA basketball team, you got f- at least five players on the team that's making over ten ten million. That's making over fifteen million dollars, right? Fifteen to over fifteen million dollars. At least five players. After that, the lowest salary on just the basketball team is 15 players. The low, 15 players, all that money being spread. And that's just the first five. You got to the 15 player on the roster, the minimum he's making, 500000 300000 The average person don't even come out after college and make that much. With a, a, something, a lot of people with doctor degree don't even make that, that much money. Six figures. Then you got the coaching staff, and the coaches make a few million. A lot. I wouldn't say a few million, a lot. Then you got the medical staff, like the medical medical staff and the trainers. They part of medical staff, but like I'm talking about the people that be behind the scenes where you get like MRIs and all that. Then you got the security, the vendors, because you got to pay for them. You got the bills on the stadium. You got the towel boys, the floor cleaners, the ball boys. It's mad people in that arena that need to get paid. There's one person that owns that team that's taking care of all of that. How much money do you think that nigga got if he's paying all them people that money? It's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. So, not saying that everybody has to be a team owner. My point is this. If you're a basketball player, and this is a metaphor for even regular workers, if you're a basketball player and you skip practice, you're going to lose minutes. If you keep BSing and just wilding out, not going to what the team standards is and helping them succeed, you're going to get kicked off the team or traded. They're going to get rid of you. A millionaire, a millionaire can be told by somebody else I don't need you no more. I don't want you. Go somewhere else. This it's the same thing with jobs, right? I gotta wake up this early in the morning. I can't be late too many times because I could lose my job. I gotta pay my bills, so I have to satisfy the boss. So when we took that into perspective, a lot of people in class when we when we spoke about that, a lot of people in class started shifting their perspectives on that question. 
and shifted from, oh, no, I'm not going to let my wife be a prostitute to being like, I see the point. I see we are getting that. Because it may not be as direct and as blunt as like, yo, you a prostitute or you selling your body, you selling your soul. But it's the same thing at the end of the day. So I promote financial freedom, bro. Promote y'all to just, I don't know, bro. Just, just look to try to do some things independently, man. Like, what, what you think about that, man? I've been talking for a while. About that question? Yeah. Well, that question is just how I, how we, what we thought, what we talked about after that, when people was going all crazy about it. Yeah. Um. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm kind of brain dead right now. Nah, it's great. Um. Yeah, financial freedom. <laughs> um, that that's like one of my goals in life, I guess. I feel that should be everyone's goal in life, mm. not to have to be a slave to work mm. um and just like have rainy day fun like like be financially sound like mm-hmm. you're not worrying about your finances you're not worrying about um how to like I don't know I guess like everyone will have a time where it's like like you gotta pay but like you gotta grind right now and like almost be a slave to work but that shouldn't be for the rest of your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing my parents um, really, like, repeat a lot is that, um, that, like, God will provide. So, like, as long as he's, like, the the head of your life and, like, your tithe. Like, it goes deeper into, like, just tithing. But, like, you know, like, trust God with your finances. Um, and he'll provide that's one thing I really believe in, but it's it's deeper than like ju- what I just said, but you can't really explain it right now. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Because we had we we've been talking for we already yeah had a discussion all as mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie I'm kind of I'm tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just I was just ate. been talking. <laughs> yeah, just ate mad food. Good food. Uh, yeah, man. Hope this podcast sparked. Some sort of conversation amongst your peers or your family, whoever. I hope this opened your mind and eyes. Yeah, facts. Facts. And life is more than just black and white. It's more life than that, man. Um I wanted to play some music. Can't find the music I want to play. (laughs) So uh Oh, found something. (laughs) No, I didn't. Yes, I did. Alright. Um, here is Movie by Sleepy Hollow. Uh, yeah, rock out. Great Sean on the beat, by the way. I say action, it's a movie. Huh. Get him back if he front. Got a strap, bitch, I'm backing out the tool. He ain't fucking with no goofy. Huh. I got packs, what you want? Got a bag, bitches acting like they knew me. Can't fall in love with groupies. Huh. One call and you done. Get him born, boy, you better get in tune. I say action, it's a movie. Huh. I say action, it's a move. I ain't playing, I ain't really in the mood. Keep him close and play it cool. Huh. Don't go acting like a fool. Niggas snitching, they ain't playing by the rules. We gon' pull up, clear the room. Huh. Fellow Billy with that tool, he was bugging, used to bring that shit to school. If I tell him he gon' shoot, uh What they gon' do for some views? Niggas capping, they don't never tell the truth. Keep it 102, uh 
Free my niggas at the zoo, federalities never wanna let them lose Fuck the county and the troops, uh 